Hello. Uli, what's going up? What's up, brother? What's up? Hey, did you watch the uh, UFC 275 last night? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it all. Last night, there was some bare knuckle fights I was watching. Uh, dude, you missed an incredible card. It was... Yeah, I know. I heard, man. I heard incredible fights on all, on all the fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Glover and Yuri, I think that was probably a... I think it was the best fight of the year so far. Absolutely. That's what, yeah, that's what everybody's been saying. I've been watching on uh, on uh, social media. That's exactly what everybody's been saying. Yeah. I mean, Glover had him had Yuri hurt in the fifth round, and it just seemed like he wanted to go to the ground for some reason. He had him he had him hurt on the feet, and I know it's not an experience issue because I mean Glover's forty two years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and I saw I saw Yuri ended up choking him out, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's crazy too, because if because all the the whole fight. Because I think in the second or third round, Glover was on top of him, giving him some brutal ground and pound. He hit him with an elbow that caught him in the eyebrow, slid his eyebrow wide open. And the rest of the fight, Yuri was, every time Glover would be on his, on his back, Yuri would just be like, no, get get the hell up because I'm not getting my ass whooped. <laughs> That's crazy. And I saw, I, saw, uh, uh, I saw Glover had him like on the full mount, and Yuri, uh, Yuri got up out of it, man. That was an amazing move, too. I was watching that on the yeah, that I mean that whole card was crazy from start to finish. Absolutely. The two women's uh, how did the how did the the the, the, the Zhang and uh, and his girl that retired, how, how did how did the fight go? Oh man. The knockout in that fight. Whaley Zhang hit uh Joanna with a um with a spinning back fist and put her out put her lights out. It was crazy. And then and then Valentina Shevchenko showed that she can actually be beat. Which I mean, she didn't get beat, but I mean, it was. I, I thought Santos won the fight. It went to decision, and it was split decision. But I thought Santos won the fight. But I guess two car, the three cars that matter, two of them went Valentina uh, Shevchenko's way. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! I saw. I, I saw. Um, like I said, I just seen the highlights like on Instagram and stuff. But I saw. I think it was uh, uh Shevchenko. She was uh she was getting she was getting choked out. It looked like she almost got choked out. Yeah, it, yeah, that that's right. I mean, S- Santos put up an incredible fight against her. It, I think that's the best um, the best um, competitive fight against Shevchenko that any other opponent that she's had has fought her. I think that was yeah, the closest. She, she usually kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, I mean she she's a uh, I mean. Steph Janko's a lot like Ronda Rousey was back in her day. Right, 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 exactly, Absolutely. yep. Yeah, but anyway, off off of that subject, you are in full championship fight mode now. Yep. You're in training. Yes, sir, we're uh, less than two weeks out. Yeah, uh, June 24th, that's right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so how's the uh, training going for you? How's, how's the diet and everything? <laughs> Training's training's going uh training's going great, man. I feel I feel better than ever. Uh, diet's going great. Everything's on point. I'm you know I'm 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 there, man. I'm ready. I'm mentally ready. I'm physically ready. So uh, I just can't wait for the day to come. Yeah. A lot of uh, fighters have um, different training that they go through. How far out from the fight do you start preparing? 
You know what? I never stop, man. I'm 41 years old. I uh, I can't take no days off. I train seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I uh I, I don't take no days off because uh, if I take one day off, it feels like uh it, it, the the day after that just to get back is just it, it's hard to get my wheels back turning. So so the trick for me is to never stop. So I. I I train seven days a week, you know. I train hard about five or six days, and then on my seventh day, I take a, I at least run a couple of miles like I did this morning. Yeah. And it's a continual thing for me, man. This is a, I'm sure you heard this a million times, but it's a lifestyle. It's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a day, it's not a, a, a weekend thing or nothing. It's, I think it's very hard to do anything in general and then stop for a second or even even for a couple of days it's hard to get back into it like you was hey, uh do you do do you do ice baths for recovery i do do ice baths yeah that's, so that's, i think I massages. yeah so i think ice baths are one of the recovery things that kind of people shy away from because it's so uncomfortable but with ice baths i think that you know if you get in a rhythm you know i think it kind of gets easier but if you take if you get out of your rhythm and you take some treatments off, getting back in that, into that ice bath feels like it's Titanic temperatures. Yeah, yeah it does. It feels like uh, it feels like you're in a, in a bat of oil, man. It burns at the beginning, but uh, but no, man. That's something I I I love ice baths, man. They, yeah. they really help me out. Do you do uh, saunas? I have a tank in my backyard that I do it in. Oh wow! Do you do saunas? I do the saunas. I I like when possible to do like hot and cold. Mm-hmm. And here down here in Miami, there's a couple of places that got like a cold plunge and a sauna in the same place. If I could do that, that'd be great. You know, whenever I can do that. Yeah, so saunas is something that I've never really got into yet. But then I'm still I'm still young, so I mean I'm sure I'll get into it at some point. But uh, how long do you stay in, and how hot does it get? Saunas, I do, uh, man, you know, what's the temperature? I, I'm not sure on the temperature. I, I think they're about like 130 or something like that. And I, I stay in at least 20 minutes. Wow. And and then when I do the, the, the cold plunge, I, I do, uh, you know, I'll do the cold plunge in an hour a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, or I'll stay in the cold plunge for about eight minutes and I'll do the sauna for 20 minutes. I'll try to do that like at least two to three times each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting ready for this next fight, a championship fight, a lot so your previous fights, you know, I think there's a different feel, and it has to be a different feel between a regular fight and a championship fight. Have that has that sank in yet for you, or is or is it still getting there? Well, you know, I, I've been there before. I fought Tiago Alves for the BKFC belt, man. I uh, I was uh, really close to winning that one. I uh, I you know, uh, all credit to Tiago. He's a he's a champion. He's a legend, man. He did what he was supposed to do. Uh, but I learned a lot from that fight, and. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm 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 coming into this one with my head right and my and my body right, and I, mm-hmm. I'm ready to win this one. Yeah. So you you fight in the bare knuckle organization, correct? Yes, sir. BKFC. Yeah. BKFC. Yes. Is there any dreams or desires to get into the UFC after you're done, or is it kind of a loyal thing where you want to stay in this organization? Uh, no, man, I appreciate the organization and I'm grateful to be fighting for them, but no, I don't have any dreams of fighting for the UFC. I've done three MMA fights. Like I said, I'm 41, man. I had back surgery. I got a torn vice. I, you know, I had a torn vice up in a fight. I got a rupture in the other one. I got knee surgery. So MMA training in itself is just too grueling on my body, man. You know, it takes a lot. So, um, 
I, I like the stand-up game. I like the I like the boxing. Is is more my style. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think I saw something looking some on some of your background information. It was a motorcycle uh, accident, right? Yeah, yeah, motorcycle accident about twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. I ruptured bicep. I, uh, I I I fractured my patella, which I still got metal on this my left knee, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, I got a big scar on my face from that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in a boxing match, I tore my right bicep. Mm-hmm. So how how hard is it to have that them kind of injuries, and then have to come back and people still expect you to be the same or better than he was before the injury how hard is that well the thing is i didn't start fighting until after like we are probably about six years after i had motorcycle accident. oh wow i started I, I started my professional career at 35 man i'm a guy that comes from a, a street background they know i was i was locked up as a young kid in, in, in juvenile detention centers i went to prison as a young man I, i'm a guy who ran the streets uh you know selling drugs and doing and robbing people and doing bad things and, mm-hmm. and at the age of 35 man i had a come to god moment where uh I just, I was just tired of everything I was doing. I was, I wasn't happy with my life. And, and, uh, I always liked fighting. It always used to get me in trouble. I went to prison for fighting on the streets. Uh, got suspended from school. I went to juvenile detention centers for, for that. And I go, man, let me give this professional fighting a try. And I got into it. I, I, you know, I had my first professional fight. I won that by knockout and I was the biggest rush of life. It was like the biggest high I've ever had. And, and, and it's been six years since that day, man. And I've stuck with it consistently. I finally found out what hard work is. I, I found out what it is to, to really, you know, have a dream and a goal. And, um, and you know, and everybody that knew me from before. And even people that don't didn't know me but know my story are, are proud of me. And I've gotten great opportunities from this. And uh, I've really done a 180 with my life, man. Mm-hmm. Another guy that kind of got into his profession late is Diamond Dallas Page from the WWE he yeah. got he got into professional wrestling very late in his career too, and I think that's very important for people to understand is that no matter age is just a number seriously, like I don't care how old someone is I don't think I, it's never too late to you know reach out and go for your dreams and I'm sure that you would agree to that. Absolutely would. I actually have a documentary called Never Too Late. Check it out when you get a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Diamond Dallas Page, I, I actually heard his story, I think it was about two weeks ago, I was hearing him on a podcast and I was, he was telling a story. And yeah, he, he, he said how he got into it, uh, I think like around 35 or 37 also. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's definitely never too late. If you put it in your head and you have the, the willpower and the consistency to stay on the grind, then you'll definitely be, uh, you know, you'll get somewhere in life. Yeah. Uh, speaking of WWE, your fiance is in it, or has connections to the WWE. I won't say who it is unless you want to say who it is. But anyway, how hard is it to uh, have that kind of relationship with the, both of y'all's schedules? And how hard is, is it to keep a healthy relationship? Yeah, man, she's awesome. She's a twenty four seven champ, and uh, she's helped me a lot throughout my, in, you know, on my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with my career and behind the scenes, man, she she helps me a ton. It's our relationship is awesome because you know we work out together every day. Um, it, it's it's you know it's somewhat the same career because we both work out. We're both in combat sports, yeah. and um, it's it's not it's not uh it's not taxing or grueling or anything or bad on our relationship. You know, she does do her travel and stuff, but you know we work it out. I, I like I said, I'm. I'm on a constant workout anyway, so by the time she gets back home, it's just the wheel keeps turning. Yeah. 
Let's, uh, I want to backtrack a little bit and I want to talk about your childhood. Can you just say, you know, where you're from? Cause I know that you said that you was in some trouble when you was your childhood, but can you talk about, you know, where you're from and kind of your hometown and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And I was uh, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grew up with a single mom and, uh, you know, I, I, I have a sister, she's 10 years younger than me. So I really didn't grow up with my sister. By the time she started, you know, growing up, I was already kind of a grown man with kids and everything myself. I had kids at a young age. Um, and man, you know, I, I, I just, uh, I, I just, you know, the trouble called my attention at a young age, man. And I was always with friends. And, uh, like I said, I never had a, a male figure in my life. I never had an uncle, a dad, or somebody to tell me which way was the right way or, or to have anything, you know, to focus on. So, um, I, I did a lot of things, I, you know, growing up, I did a lot of things that my friends were into. They, they liked basketball, I did basketball, they liked, you know, something else, I did that. And, um, and but fighting, so fighting was something I was always into. Mm. You know, I always liked, uh, it always interested me. I, I always liked uh, wrestling and, and boxing, but I never did it organized, yeah, because I never had anybody to sign me up for it. Mm. You know, my mom was always working, trying to keep a roof, a roof over my head and clothes on my back. So I had a lot of time to myself when uh, when she wasn't home, and it got me into a lot of trouble. And uh, and, and then once you get to a certain age, it's just you know of that lifestyle, you start you know picking up new things, and and, and you just kind of carry on with that. And it's uh, you know I, I was I was I was blessed to have been able to to realize at 35 years old that I was sick of that shit, and that I needed to change my ways, man. And uh, and thank God I did, you know. Mm. Thank God I did. Fighting, fighting. I like to tell everybody, fighting saved my life, man. You know, yeah. fighting saved my life. Took me off of the streets, took me off of the bullshit, and gave me a, a, a really light, nice lifestyle that I live now. So when you was a, so when you was in school, did you uh, play any sports, or was, was you into any sports? Because I know that you said that uh, some of your friends were playing basketball. Yeah, I played. I played when I was in high school. I played basketball for high school. I was actually really good as a, as a freshman. I played uh, university, and I I would play varsity for tournaments. But again, I'd play half the year, you know, or half the season. I get, you know, my grades wouldn't wouldn't be good enough, so then I get kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. I did that ninth and tenth grade. Then, uh, you know, as I became a junior, I wasn't. That's it. I, you know, I I, I was more roaming the streets. Um, Got into like you know, uh, got into things I wasn't supposed to. Hanging out with people I wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. and uh, that just led through a long path of just you know trying to figure things out, man. Mm-hmm. So I also played baseball as a kid too. I played baseball as a, as a young kid, but those are the only two organized sports I played. So did you watch any? Uh, did you watch any MLB or NBA? NBA I used to watch all the time. Uh, baseball is hard to watch. I could only I could only watch the World Series even now. Yeah. You know, what I, mean? yeah. I, I just watch the World Series. But uh, I always watch fighting, boxing. I've been around. I've been watching boxing my whole life. I remember Tyson as a as a kid in the late eighties. You know, Evander Holyfield was always one of my favorites. Also, uh, I remember when the UFC first came out, watching that. Yeah. You know, so so I, I I've always had an interest in that. Yeah. So, baseball I think is. Uh... It's kind of a hard sport to watch because really the only thing that really gets you up out of your seat is, you know, a home run or something. But I right, mean, right. but with with fighting or UFC, boxing, doesn't really matter what it is, just a combat sport, I think really is something that is 
you know, it's action all the time. Every unless you're unless you're watching like Rose Namunez versus Carla Esparza. But we're not we're not gonna talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> but uh I think it's a sport that is really fun to watch but is really dangerous as well. And I think that it adds to the um to that level of um to risk that you're doing it with no gloves on your knuckles. Like like I said, bare knuckle. Right. So so is there ever any point where you're like I don't know if I ever if I want to do this long term or do you ever think about your health in the future? Uh, well, my health is always on my mind just because uh, just because of the fact that you know I work out every day, so I feel like a healthy person. I eat right, I, I get good sleep. You know, um, I, I got a healthy lifestyle, and I and I think about health about my health at all times because uh, I want to live I want to live as long as possible. Yeah. But when it comes to fighting, period, whether it's bare knuckle boxing, MMA, anything. Uh, yeah, man, there, there is a huge risk factor involved, you know, and, and it's not to be uh, dramatic or anything, but your your life is on the line every time you jump in the ring or the squared circle or the cage. So uh, I'd be a liar to tell you that that doesn't cross my mind. And anybody that tells you it doesn't cross the mind is a liar. I would, I would call them a liar, you know, yeah. because... We're all human, and we all think about those things, and we all, uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say we worry. Not that you worry about it, but it does cross your mind, and you do think about it, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, as for my career, man, I uh, once it comes down, once it comes down to it, and I'm and I'm and I'm in the ring, and it's time to fight. All that goes out the window. I those thoughts don't cross my mind. Uh, I have a game plan and an objective, and I try to conquer my opponent every time i'm in there you know and uh and and i would say a prayer before the fight god willing i come out healthy and uh, god willing no i come out victorious and my, but my opponent comes out healthy too you know and he's able to go back to his family i think it's very important too that you know if you go into anything afraid that you're going to get hurt you're i mean it's going to be bad for you i don't care what right. i don't care what sport you do if you do football basketball who cares if you go yeah, into, it'll hinder, it'll hinder your performance if you go in there just thinking that. Yeah. I mean, you can't go in there being scared. And right. I watched a, um, going back to the danger part, I watched a, uh, I think it was Hotbox, Mike Tyson's a podcast. I think that's what he calls it. But, right. um, yeah, he, um, he was talking about that stuff, and he said that he cried before his some of his fights because he knew – that one of them was probably going to come out a little beat up and hurt. And I thought... Yeah, yeah, he, he said he used to cry before his amateur boxing matches, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's real. That's, right. that's something that, you know, even with that emotion, he knows that he has to go out there, he has to put on a show, and he has to provide for his family. Is that kind of your mindset as well? Uh, absolutely, man. You know, I am, uh, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm spiritual. I believe in God. You know, I believe I'm here today because of my mom's prayers and because of God. So, uh, uh, you know, I say my prayers. I, 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 you know, I always pray. Like I said, I pray for my opponent. I, I pray for my health and our health and, and, and hopefully everything, uh, you know, like I said, I come out victorious, but, but my opponent's been able to go back to his family in one piece, you know? Um, mm. uh, but 
again, it, it's fighting and anything can happen at any moment. So you just gotta be, uh, gotta be ready, you know? Yeah. Uh, like you said, anything can happen. And I mentioned the Rose Nominez and uh, Carlos Esparza match. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but what did you think? You know what? What was it? That was like a, that was a couple of weeks back. I I uh, I don't, I don't remember the fight so much, but I, from what I from what I could gather and remember, I, I think it, it was a long kind of uh, I don't want to say boring, man, because you can't call a fight boring, yeah. uh, even though. Because at the end of the day, you know, you, you, it might be boring to some people watching because they're not understanding what's happening. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of technical things going mm-hmm. on, even, even, even when it looks like nothing's happening. You know, mm-hmm. so it's and, it, it's tough to say, man. It's tough to say what I what I think about the fight. Rose was talking after the fight as well that uh, you know, no nobody was complimenting her defense game. And I think that goes back to what you were saying, that people don't know what was going on because they don't know a lot about the sport. Right, 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 yeah. And Esparza ended up winning that fight, correct? Yeah, she ended up winning, yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was a a coin flip to me because, I mean, not a lot happened. I think there was like like 30 strikes in the whole match or something like that. I don't know. But it was – even during the fight, you know, Joe Rogan and – you know, DC, they was just talking about um, there should be a, a, a shoulder shrug from the uh, from the judges because, I mean, it's just really a coin flip. You don't right. – nothing really happened. It was, a, it was a tough one to call. Yeah. But uh, your upcoming fight, June 24th, it's in Hollywood. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida for, for the – Interim middleweight championship against um, is it Francisco Richie? Is that how you say? Yeah, Francisco Francisco Richie. Yeah, it's uh they they say it's the interim, but it's gonna be the official belt because Tiago Alves is now fighting for Eagle FC. He's no longer with BKFC, so it's gonna be for the official belt. Oh. Uh, June twenty fourth at the Hard Rock Casino right here in Hollywood, Florida. It's gonna be. It's 30 minutes from my house, man, so all the hometown fans are going to be there. Uh, Francisco Richie is from Hollywood, Florida, so all his fans are going to be there. The crowd, we're going to blow the, the roof off the building. Um, he's a great guy. He's a tough opponent. He's a tough fighter. He's come back from much adversity in his fights, and I, I look forward to, to fighting him, man. I, I can't wait to to, to to fight him, and I and honestly can't wait to win and come out victorious in front of all my people, man, and, and have that belt put around my waist. Absolutely, man. Um, how how can we watch this fight and find uh, you know, the is there videos? Yeah, well, they have the BKFC app. You guys could download the BKFC app. Uh, just go on the app store. BKFC has their own app. Um, it's like I think it's like four ninety nine a month, and mm-hmm. it's well worth it because there's many fights. They they probably put on about three to four shows a month, mm-hmm. uh, worldwide, mm-hmm. and they, they got some big fights coming up. The the card I'm on is stacked. I'm the co-main event. The main event is my boy, uh, Luis Baboon Palomino. Mm-hmm. He uh, is the 155 pound champion, four time bare knuckle champion. He's gonna unify, he's gonna, he's going to be double champ, uh, when he's fighting Elvin Brito. He's going for the 165 pound belt that night. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he's the main event. I'm the co-main event. And there's many other great, that, that whole, uh, card is stacked with good fights. Absolutely. So everybody go check that out. Download the app. Follow. Uli on all social medias. I mean, future champ here coming. What is it? It's June 12th. In 12 days, the future champ, you're listening to him. Um, 
Uli, thank you for doing this uh, episode. It really means a lot to me, and I can't wait to uh, watch you become the champ, man. Man, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Tanner, I truly appreciate you, and uh, I look forward to talking to you after I win this and uh, I have the belt. Maybe we can do a Zoom, and I'll show, we'll show all the guests the belt. Absolutely. we got to uh, set that up. But, uh, all right, man. Everybody go follow him. Uh, follow yes, Uli Monster, U L Y underscore Monster. I only use Instagram, so if you wanna, if you wanna, you wanna, you know, you wanna follow me, you wanna contact me, it's U L Y underscore Monster on Instagram. Follow me, guys, and check out this journey, man. And I'll... I also have a Don't Blink podcast. It's on YouTube. Don't Blink podcast. You can follow me at my podcast. We have, uh, we're about, we're at show about seventy-seven right now. We have great guests. I have a documentary on there called Never Too Late. We've won four uh, Best Short Documentary Awards from four different uh, film festivals. And I also have a, uh, a film series called One Road, where, we, where uh, the show's been getting prepared for my last fight. Great fights, man. This will be my fifth fight this year. I've had two MMA fights, one bare knuckle fight and one boxing match. And this will be my second bare knuckle fight of the year. So follow me, man. I stay active. I stay on top of the game, and uh, and thanks to everybody out there listening, man. And thank you, Tanner. Absolutely, everybody go follow him. It'll, everything will be in the description under. So you know, scroll down, follow early on everything. Uh, listen to his podcast. Go to his YouTube. Uh, just support the future champ. Uh, follow my YouTube, uh, Tanner Jesse. Make sure you um, you turn on the notifications. Um, you know, follow my Instagram. Everything will be, like I said, in the description below. But other than that, everybody be good, and I'll see you next time.